Thanks for joining us for today's message. Here at Temple Baptist, we're a church on a mission, connecting people to Jesus and to one another. Well, just a few days ago, we celebrated Christmas, and I know for a number of us, it looked a lot different than how we had planned or what we had hoped for. But even in the midst of some of our disappointments, we can still celebrate that God sent us a rescuer, a deliverer who would redeem us uh, from our sins. You know, the Christmas season is such a dichotomy. On one hand, for some, it's really the most wonderful time of the year. Yet for others, it's a very difficult season to navigate uh, in a world where there's so much anxiety and stress and pressure and tension and worry and feeling overwhelmed and discouraged and disappointment and depression and disillusionment and even moments of despair. We often wonder, is there any hope out there? You know, the biggest problem that the world is facing is not poverty, although that is a big problem. It's not illiteracy, although that's a problem. It's not lack of education, though that's a problem. It's not disease. Uh, the greatest problem that the world is facing is people are living and dying without hope. We're in a battle against hopelessness. And so the question people are asking, um, does hope exist or is it just a figment of my imagination? Can hope be found actually in the last few days of 2020? It's not just a hypothetical question. You know, will 2021 bring back some normality in our life or are we going to feel like we're in survival mode again? It's a real question that lots of people have. And not just people on the other side of the world, and not just people in our country, and not just people in the province of Ontario, and, and not just people in our city, and not just people in our neighborhood. That question is being asked by some of you who are watching this morning. Can hope be found? And not just any hope, but can living hope be found? You know, for many of you, I know you would say, I had dreams but what I'm living now is not the dream that I had. And I feel like I've lost some hope. You know, for some of you, besides the coronavirus, this has been an incredibly challenging and painful year for some of you. For some of you, you experienced your spouse walking out on you. You never saw it coming. And this Christmas season, you were celebrating the Christmas day without that spouse. Uh, for some of you, you just went through a really difficult divorce. It was all finalized this year, and it was hard. For some of you, this season's been hard because your children have made some choices that have really caused a lot of pain for you. For some of you, I, I stood with you like after your child died, and it's got to be one of the gr uh, biggest nightmares that a parent has to deal with standing beside the grave of their child. And some of you have experienced being in an abusive environment. You know, maybe it's work, maybe it's marriage. Uh, for children, maybe it's your, your parents. And so you often wonder, can there actually be a better day? Is it possible that my future could look better than what it did yesterday? Or am I just destined to remain living the way I am now? That's an honest question that people have. 
When life makes no sense, when there are no explanations, and by the way, I'm not even too sure if we did have explanations, if that would make it any better. Because what people really want is hope. And, and God has not guaranteed us, has not promised us explanations, but he has promised that we'll never have to go through anything in life on our own. And really, I would, would rather walk with God with none of my questions answered than to walk without God and know all the answers to my questions. Hope is always future looking. It never looks back at the situation. It's always looking out through the windshield. It's never looking up in the rear view mirror. Hope is really believing that my tomorrow can be better than my yesterday. And I've often wondered when I read some of the writings of the Apostle Paul, uh, what he was thinking. You know, on one particular passage that I was reading, uh, the Apostle Paul finds himself in prison simply because he was sharing the good news of Jesus. Life hadn't really turned out the way I think Paul had imagined in his life. And one particular passage when he's writing, he's writing while he is actually chained uh, to two Roman soldiers, one on each arm, 24 hours a day, seven days a week with no idea of what the outcome would be from all the charges. Would he be released? Would he spend the remaining days of his life in prison? Or would he be ushered to death row? Living day by day with no idea of what the future would hold. And sometimes we feel that way. You know, nervous about tomorrow because we don't know what tomorrow holds. And the Apostle Paul, while in prison pens these incredible words. He, he writes, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. And I'm not kidding. That's exactly what it says uh, in the verse. He says, be anxious for nothing, for the Lord is near. Now, humanly speaking, we might want to interrupt Paul and say, dude, how can you say God is near? Look around you, Paul. God has forgotten you. Look at how your life has turned out. Paul, wake up. Smell the coffee. Be anxious for nothing, for the Lord is near. Like, God is near. I mean, how could Paul write those words, honestly, with a straight face? He obviously wasn't living in a global pandemic with all these restrictions that we are living with. You know, when, when Jesus was born, he was often referred to as Emmanuel, which means God with us. But the Apostle Paul says, not only is God with us, God is near. What does he know that we need to know? You know, if you take time and read through the entire Bible, you may be surprised at just how many people were complaining about what God was doing in their life. And I'm talking about some of the big guns, you know, in the Bible. People like Elijah, the prophet Elijah, who was fed up with what was going on in his life. Lord, I just can't take it anymore. What about Habakkuk? I mean, he was complaining about his life. Lord, why, why, how long is it gonna go on like this? Jeremiah, so frustrated uh, with what God was doing. King David, who's who's described as a man who had a heart after God, even complained about what, what God was doing. And these guys, it was exactly how we're feeling in 2020. 
Lord, how much longer is this going to go on in my life? And one of the many things that I appreciate about the Bible, it's, it's real. It doesn't try to sugarcoat things. It shows us that even the people of God seem like they reach a breaking point. I have to admit, you know, the Lord's heard me do a lot of complaining this year over COVID-19. I feel like recently when I was having my little complaint session, he said to me, Donald, weren't you talking about that yesterday and last week and last month? And Donald, I think you were talking this way back in March. You know, God is very aware of my frustrations. And sometimes I feel like those frustrations bring me to a, a breaking point. And some of you know what it's like to reach your breaking point. And some of you may be listening this morning. You know, one more thing is going to break you. One more thing is going to crush you. One more thing, you feel like it's going to destroy you. And maybe you're saying the same thing. God, I just can't take it anymore. I'm working my fingers to the bone just to put, you know, food on the table and, and pay my bills. As some of you are in a marriage and you're saying, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying to keep this marriage together for the sake of the children, but I just caught my spouse in a lie again. And you feel like, I just, I can't take it anymore. Enough is enough. You know, maybe you're, you're tuned in and, and you're a single parent and you don't have any uh, support and you're trying to juggle work and school and meals and homework and sports for your kids, uh, even with all the restrictions of the coronavirus. And you say, I just can't keep up. I, I've had enough. I, I can't take it anymore. Or maybe it's your health. You, you finally get over some long-term illness and you think there's a brighter day and bam, you're dealing with it again. And you're like, I just don't know if I can walk this road again. I get where you're coming from. So let me read something for you from 2 Corinthians. Praise be to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of all compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our trouble so that we can comfort others with the same comfort that we've received from God. For just as the sufferings of Christ flow over into our lives, so also Christ, our comfort, overflows. If we are distressed, it is for your salvation. And if we are comforted, it is for your comfort. I love this part. Our hope is firm because we know that just as you have shared in our suffering, so also you will share in our comfort. We don't want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, about the hardships that we have suffered. We were under great pressure, far beyond our ability to endure, so that we, so that we despaired even of life itself. In other words, you're saying we didn't even know if we wanted to live another day. The Apostle Paul goes on to say, indeed, our hearts felt the sentence of death. But this happened that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God, who raised the dead. He has delivered us, and we have set our hope on him that he will continue to deliver us as you help us by your prayers. Then many will give thanks to God for the gracious favor granted to us in answer to your prayers. That phrase that Paul says, our hope is firm because we know. Paul, what is it that you know that allows you to be firm 
in your hope. Now, as I was thinking about that, I think this is true. What you know will get you through. What you know will get you through. How do you get through life when it makes no sense? It's because of what you know. Because see, our lives are not built on shifting sand. It's built on bedrock solid truth. And it's true. We know that there are times life makes no sense. But somehow we can have peace because we know God is with us and we know God loves us. True, life is confusing at times and we all have those unanswered questions. Why, why, why God? You've, it feels like you've abandoned me. And so I go back to this, what you know is what will get you through. Isaiah 49, this is God speaking. Can a mother forget the baby at her breast or the child that she has born? Like, can a mother be nursing her child and then forget all about it? Can a mother give birth to a child and forget? Even if that were possible, God says, I'll never forget you. Look, I've engraved you on the palm of my hands. You know, sometimes when maybe someone dies in a person's life, they'll have their name tattooed on their arm or, or their chest, and, and it's a constant reminder who they loved. Or, or maybe, you know, someone's overcome an addiction and they have something tattooed on them to remind them that they overcame. Well, these engraved marks on, on the palms of God's hands is a constant reminder to Jesus who we are. Or his, his love. He loves us. In fact, Isaiah goes on to say in another passage, when you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you pass through rivers of difficulties, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned up. It will not consume you. Listen, I may not have the answers. You may not have the answers, but we have God with us. I tell you, here's what we know. We know God is good and has a greater plan. We know that. We know God is good and he has a greater plan. Um, we, we, we've quoted this verse many times at church, Romans 8, 28, right? And we what? We know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Almost like a clause there that says, well, we know that God works all for those what? For, for those who love him. God is at work for our good. Another passage says in, in Romans, we have joy even in our troubles because we know that these troubles produce endurance and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And this hope will not disappoint us because God has poured his love to fulfill our hearts. So we know God is good, and he has a greater plan. Do you know what else we know? The life is a battle, and there's more to the story. Life is a battle. And there's more to the story. Have you ever watched 
like a movie that was full of suspense and, and you're watching it and your heart is racing and you're like, what's gonna happen, what's gonna happen? But if you, if you read the book ahead of time and you kind of knew how the end of the story was gonna happen, you may watch the movie and your heart be racing a little bit, but you don't have to panic because you actually already know the end of the story. And here's the truth. The tension, the fear goes down when we know the end of the story. And that's true for our lives as well. You know, when, when we're disappointed and, 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 and have disillusionment and we're depressed, like, we know the end of the story, though. You know, we grieve, but we grieve so differently because we still have hope because we know the end of the story. The Apostle Paul writes this, so we do not focus on the troubles that we see right now. Instead, we look forward to what we don't see yet. For the troubles we see now, well, they're temporary, but the joys to come will last forever. God's plan is greater than our pain because we have hope. We have a living I love this verse in Revelation. It says, then God will wipe away every tear from their eyes and there will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things will pass away. We know the end of the story. And that's why we can have hope. You know, 2021 is just around the corner, and most of us are hoping that the new year will look completely different than 2020. Most of us are like, good riddance, 2020. But let me say, even if 2021 continue to bring some challenges and difficulties in our life, we know it is temporary because we have a living hope that Jesus Christ is coming back for his children and we will spend eternity in his presence where life will be lived with perfection. You see, we know the end of the story. We know the end of the story. Thanks for listening, and consider joining us live on Sundays at 9.15 and 11 a.m. For our address, directions, and any other information, find us online at templebaptist.com.